Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns, so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's episode is a special one. It's with my husband, Mark Hyman, and we discuss a very um, often not discussed topic, which is grief and how to move in, around, through grief. Grief has been known to have stages, but I think it's a little bit more complex than that. And we discuss all the different layers of it from his own experiences from a very young age of having to cope with grief and deal with the fallout of some really tragic events that happen in his life. I hope you'll join us because I do think it's important for us to learn how to move as gracefully as possible through a very difficult challenge of experiencing grief. Enjoy this and please share your own thoughts on it or your own stories of moving through grief because I think the more we share, the more we heal. Welcome to today's podcast. This podcast is about a heavier topic, but I think it's a topic that isn't really spoken about as much as it should be because it is a form of movement for sure. And that topic is on grief. And grief is uh, something that we don't necessarily move past, but I think we definitely move through. I have a very special guest, my dear husband, Mark Hyman. Hello. So we'll, we'll bring some levity to this um, more, I guess, I just more challenging topic. I'll start off just by reading a little bit about what grief is um, defined as. Grief is a multifaceted response to loss, particularly to the loss of someone or something that has died, to which a bond or affection was formed. Although conventionally focused on the emotional response to loss, it also has a physical, cognitive, behavioral, social, cultural, spiritual, and philosophical dimension. While the terms are often used interchangeably, bereavement refers to the state of loss and grief is the reaction to that loss. So I think we know grief is a natural response to loss. And I've had a recent loss in my life, a huge loss. My father 
And my husband, um, up until then, I had never really lost anyone or had anyone that was very close to me die. I had definitely had um, very, very dear companion animals who had died and had just broken my heart. But I'd never had a family member or very close um, friend die. Um, and But Mark has. And so I always would look at him as an example of how to handle grief, how to live with grief, how to respond to it. And I think he's a great example of someone who unfortunately had a a huge loss early on in his life. His brother died when when Mark was 17 and his brother was 19, 16, 16, and his brother was 18. 18. Okay. And that, of course, shaped shaped you in many ways. Mm -hmm. And I think the first question I would ask um, you is, can you tell people what it's like to grieve that early, in that in that kind of loss when it's a, when it's such a shocking loss? Mm-hmm. And then I had my father die, so yes, the, I, yeah. I had that experience. That was uh, nine years ago now. So yeah, uh, both, but I had already had that experience as a child. So the question is, what was it like to to? Yeah, what is the grief like at, at, when when it happens in that? Yeah, I was going to get to your father too because right. that's. Different kind of different kind of grief, and and they're all, you know, they're all grief, and it's, um, in terms of moving through, or you know, you don't move past it. I don't think it's, it's. I think it stays with you for sure, and I understand that better now. But, um, what are, what was it like for you, and and what would you say looking back at that, sixteen year old? What would you have to offer a six? And it could be a sixteen year old, it could be a sixty year old, or whoever is experiencing a sudden loss like that that's unexpected right so that was um wow and, and at that age well there's 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 twofold because one it was there's something about grieving something that's so sudden and unexpected and then there's the other part that's uh when you're dealing with it uh, in a part of your life when you're still sort of defining who you are mm-hmm. uh as a 16 year old that was it was in in some ways, you know, I, I tend to look at the positive of things when when you don't have a choice of you don't have control over things, so you try and find the positive. I didn't find any positive there uh, at the time, but looking back, it definitely defined me, made it me more compassionate, made me more uh, understanding of of others and what the the difficulties people are go through. Uh, it made me more sensitive. Uh, to that and understanding uh, the the grief process and part of it was what I was dealing with it and it's very different when it's a, a you're well and the, the third part so it was I was young it was sudden and the person who died was also young so you could have someone older who's had a decent life but it also could be be sudden so I was seeing what was happening uh, with my parents and how to get how to get through that and usually one great way to deal with it. And I know my parents or my parents found support for that is finding in others. There's just finding a support system uh, that there are other people, unfortunately, who are dealing with grief in a way and who've been through that. So it's finding that because most people just don't know how to relate and usually are. That's part of the, the process is you're grieving for your loss of the person, but you're as a young person, you're grieving for the loss of your own innocence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just taking the time to not try to rush through that. As a young, when when that happened to me, that was right 
that was a tough time. I was a junior in high school. It was a week before I took my college, my SAT tests. Uh, so you sort of can compartmentalized and had to put it off mentally for as much as I could for till the, the, the summertime. But then it was a years of processing through and it still is. I, you know, you know, I still mm-hmm. like I get, I get emotional 32 years, uh, 32 years, uh, April 25th. So uh, it's still uh, can be challenging. So yeah, you, you, you never get get beyond those things. And and that to me is, you know, because it was such a, a tragic death and, and was early in my life. I have a different relationship to that, that kind of grief than I do to, to my father's grief. So I don't know whether I can, uh, every grief and some of it is you, you learn as, uh, unfortunately having gone through several, uh, several situations that there's not one, it's not one way. And that there's no, like my feelings is not the same as what someone else is feelings or what you are feeling for your, for your father. Um, and it's just, um, just supporting whoever is grieving, uh, for whatever, uh, whether it is, uh, a person, a sibling, a friend, a, a father, um, a, a favorite pet, Th- yeah. those are all different forms of, of, of grief and they could also affect different people in different ways. So it's just trying to be what I found is like. What it's helped me is being able to be helpful for others. It helps me work through my grief is just being able to be a comfort to others who I know who are going through. Yeah, I think that I think you are so right in the sense that there is. I I called it the it's the club that nobody wants to belong to, but Mm -hmm. only once you're a member, do you really get it that you really do need. It is a condolence club. You do need you you do get something from people who have been through something like this. And it doesn't mean that people that have not experienced loss can't give it to the same degree, but I think that you're spot on that you really need to reach out to people who have also in, witnessed, done, felt it, all yeah. of it. And it's different with it. Like there mm-hmm. is a special, like you, what you're feeling toward your father. Like mm-hmm. I can relate to that from losing my father who is very close, but it's a very different kind of grief than what's losing a sibling. And so even when at the time it was tragic, what I was dealing with with losing my brother when I was 16 was very different from what my parents was going through. And not that you put weight on it, but that's a whole different level because that's out of the order of what is expected. And to go through your life when you have these dreams of what it's going to be. And when you're a 16 year old, I didn't have dreams of what my life with my brother was going to be, I, but I, it did have a major impact on me in a different way. But now as a parent, it certainly affects me knowing that, uh, but it, it's very different from, from the full life relationship I was able to have with my dad and the sadness and, and the, the memories I have for that. Why do you think it is so difficult for people to talk about grief and to talk, to, to know what to say to people who are grieving? Like, before you answer that, do you remember at 16, like somebody who said a really, really amazing, comforting thing, and also someone who said something that just did not land well, but probably had their their meaning was, of course, from the heart. But I think people just get awkward and uncomfortable yeah. around grief. Do you remember anybody that I, really uh, said something like, wow, that really helped or that just... You know what? I th- my sense, I, I you don't remember people who said thing. It, it really what you remember is the people who weren't there. Mm. Like that, it's not people. There's not really that much you could say wrong. 
except you're sort of just putting it back on how it, how, it, well, how you understand because you've been through like when, if the, the, what you remember, the people who are there to listen and who are just there to, to hear and to hug and, and to be there to, to hear you speak and, and work through it. Uh, and especially when it's, um, something tragic, like we have a, a friend who's, whose husband tragically died, which is, and the kids lost their father mm-hmm. tragically, suddenly, which is very different from our, our fathers who, dying, who, right. who died differently. And that's, and that was more like what I lost to my brother. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to that point, you're talking about people who tend to shy away because they just don't know what to say, don't know how to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I, I find that's the difficulty the ones that that you remember is like you know people you almost get you lose more than you lose the person who died but you also lose those relationships or people who just can't handle right um it's a sad what you're going right? through yeah and yeah. you don't know how to respond so i don't i mean that was so many years ago so i don't really i don't know you'll have to say whether you remember it specific and we've had talks about it mm-hmm. uh with your, your dad but that was at that point um I think my parents got a lot because there is something for for parents who lose a child. There's an organization called Compassionate Friends, and I know they got a lot from hearing other parents. And there was something for compassionate siblings, but it was just being around other other people who did. It was just being around um, people who were listening that meant more than than the actual words that people said. What what about you? Did you... uh, I don't think so much for me because, again, I think it's different. My dad was older. I mean, he would have been 80 next month. He'd had a, a full life, so to speak. I mean, he hadn't, it wasn't, short, he wasn't shortchanged, you right. know, like a, a, an earlier death would have been. And, but I do think um, I've, I've had people that have written me and said, oh, I have a friend or someone I know at work and they also lost a parent. I'm not very close with them. I'm not really sure if I should say anything or I should bring them something. And I said, do something like mm-hmm. it could be just a note. And I, I think just, um, I got so many emails and texts and messages from people. And those are, those are just so meaningful. It doesn't have to be a huge gesture by any means, but it's just this, yeah, it's an acknowledgement. Like I see that you're hurt and I'm so sorry. Yeah. You don't like, I think the big thing, and I've done this in the past and I, I've used you as an example of how you helped me when we met and you were telling me, the story of your brother. And, you know, at that point he had been dead, maybe not, maybe just 10 years. When we met, no, he when died we, in 1987. So when we met, it would have been like, like a little oh, over 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember I was, I was saying something, I don't even remember what it was, but you, you kind of interrupted me and you said very nicely, you were just like, you don't have to make it better. You know, just, just listen. And I was like, oh crap, you know, that's just like an instinct to, you see somebody hurting and you just want to kind of like you find a way of making it better and maybe commiserate like, oh yeah, well, I also have had this. Ex-. And it's like, no, just listen. Yeah. And I think I, that was such a beautiful lesson that you taught me is like, it's okay to be uncomfortable with somebody's grief and you don't have to try and take it away because you can't, you know, right. like you can't take away somebody's grief. So the best thing to do is just actually be close and be available and, and, you know, like a, a hug or a, um, any kind of gesture is really important. And I think the more we talk about grief and how it is this, you know, it is, it is something that is, you move through, I think for the, for your life, like yeah. you still tear up and because there's a lot of loss still there, it doesn't go away. And I think that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is I think that there's so many books written on grief and they talk about stages of grief. And then there's people who are like, actually, there aren't any stages of grief. They're like, you move through different 
periods of grief, but grief doesn't totally leave you. It just, you, you become more comfortable with wearing it. Mm-hmm. And I would say, what, what, what would you, what are your thoughts about that in terms of? I think there's, I mean, there's definitely, I, I definitely had parts of there's anger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you, it, just because you go through a stage doesn't mean it, it never comes back. I right. sometimes will go back to an anger and sadness and, and also different people feel like I, I don't know how I would have been. I'm definitely more emotional and more in touch with my emotions now, but there's certainly people who are not. So what I need mm-hmm. is not necessarily what, what someone else needs. I think the one thing that no one really needs is to hear like if, when I think people feel like they need to sort of say, Sometimes people would, the only wrong thing is when people make it about themselves. Yeah. Like which, for which is anybody. What, what you do to make it more right. comfortable. Like mm-hmm. it's a way of, you think it's a way of kind of commiserating, but it is, yeah. it's kind of selfish in a way. Right. So it's not about, it's just about like, they don't want to, people don't want to hear about your stuff at that point. They're sort of into what they're doing. And and so, you know, some people might need a, a hug and some people just might need you just sort of sitting next to them. And it's, I, I guess the key, the, the things I would say, the definite do's are just being there and what that is for different people and what that person needs is just, it's going to be different for the different people. And the one thing not to do is not to take it over and, and make it about you. So mm-hmm. other than that, it's so personal about, what, and then it's just being aware. Like you could sort of sense that does someone need to seem like the person really needs a hug and to let it out or just needs to be to, to have someone just sitting there and letting them talk or, or maybe not, or sometimes not wanting to talk about it, not wanting to be about that. It's, it's just being open to uh, the communication, the nonverbal communication that's going on. Did you ever feel un- at all uncomfortable if some, like anybody was pitying you, you know, like, I'm sure that people who have that loss of, of that tragic loss, there is this sense that uh, you you don't want people to, you don't want to feel pity. You know, um, that's yeah. an uncomfortable feeling too. I don't remember. Like, uh, again, this is like 32 years yeah. ago. And I think when it was different, like if people were pitying me, uh, you know, I was so, so all about me at that point and working through this and, um, it was a whirlwind, you know, we weren't sleeping. It, it was, it was a rough year. And then I needed to get a, there was just so many dynamics I was dealing with with then becoming the only child in the house and being sort of feeling a little smothered. And uh, so I, I, I just, I just remember being a lot more aware of the importance of, of life. And I think that's the one thing you get from any kind of death, whether at any age you see your father die, you see a sibling, a friend die. It's like, wow, this is not permanent. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, so it, it means like, don't go to bed and don't. And that's what one thing that that's sort of stays with me because like, you don't know, you get that call and it can happen anytime. So don't go to bed with a fight, you know, sort of don't wait till the morning for to figure those things out or to, to say what you want to say. So it's just like being in the moment. Um, and some of that I learned from my brother, cause he sort of lived, uh, his 18 years, like that was all he was going to have. So, but it, I think that's any, that's the one thing that, that, that you learn at any stage is just, just being, trying to be more in the moment. Right. And I do, I always say that the silver lining, if there could be any silver lining, um, about your brother's death is that you are, 
this you I'm sure you were an amazing human to begin with. I but, was I was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Always, right? You just came out like um, my mom says yes, I've never that's right. done anything wrong. Never did, you never did anything wrong. Of course. Uh, you never ran around a restaurant at two right. years old no. screaming <laughs> like artists did. Right. Um, no, but but you I you are truly the most passionately um I think a lot, like so in you, you walk your talk so hundred percent. Like you, when you, like when you say family is first, it is first. It is not like that's what you want it to be. And I really love that about yeah. you. About I, I, I just want to say, there's always a silver lining. There's yeah. always a silver lining. So I mean, it might not. You might not see it at that moment, but there, there's, there's a reason. Uh, you know, and I don't necessarily believe like, oh, that it's God's purpose for, I don't, I'm not really into that, but there's a reason where, where like something happens and you could get something from that, the, the crap There that might happens. not be a reason for it that They're it not happened, happen, no, but there's wanna... a reason there, there, there's, there's something to get from right. anything. And this is one of the great things that when I was an actor for all those years, one of the wonderful things as an actor is like, no matter how bad something is, you're going to be able to use it. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I'll use that at some point, but you could use that really at anything in yeah. life that it's, it's going to teach you something it's and you well, can I think learn that's from it, it. yeah because i do and, think it's right. important to say we're not saying i think that's the worst thing to say to somebody that's is it. there that everything is happens for a reason no that's no. not what you're saying i'm not that, saying it's it a reason yes. but there is there's growth, there's growth that you, you're, there is a yes. silver lining in yeah. in the worst of the worst mm-hmm. and whether it's going to make you able to be able to help others heal or be able to listen and be more compassionate or create a compassionate world or there's something that Surviving you're going to get and re- right. resiliency mm-hmm. i mean it's like if you can bounce off of the right. bottom and it takes a while to bottom. sort of own you might like understand that superficially as soon as something bad happens but it, it takes a while but ultimately i think most people that and you hear about these people who've had these these awful accidents are life-changing and like losing their legs and losing limbs and they say i wouldn't change it like right. what they learn from it and how you grow from it and that could be no matter how bad and obviously i would change these things about someone dying yeah but it happens and there's nothing i could do about it except you know it's becomes a complete waste if i can't learn from it and, oh, and grow from it it's a beautiful thing to say exactly it would be a complete waste to not i love that so i remember you said that you went and saw a psychic because you really mm-hmm. I think that, especially again with the with the tragic death, I think there is. I mean, I actually want to do this with my dad too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we have this like, holy shit, we're never going to see or talk to this person again, right. and it's like, whoa, that's that's hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. And so, what what compelled you to go to this psychic, and what did you learn? Did you feel yeah. like you had a connection with David? Yeah, so and it wasn't like just the street. I know that. <laughs> it, was, but it makes it seem like I'm go. I'm so these were like. Well, what are they, I'm sorry, medium. It's there's a medium, a medium and yeah. he had been, you know, at least that time. I don't know if he's around. He's written many books. Um, so, but uh, do you, you remember know, his it, name? Yeah, I don't know. Should I suppose should I say it? it was the yeah. name? His name is George Anderson. Um, and I mean, he was public, right? So, yeah, yeah, this was back. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. So. And there are a lot. He have lots of books out. And so my sense with that, and and you had to you called and you didn't give any information. You set up an appointment, and I have a tape. I have a tape of an audio tape of it, and you don't give him any information. Uh, and then uh, you go, and we had like hour meeting, and it's uh, I remember it was like 
it was a very special thing. It was like a birthday because it was it's very it was very expensive to do and it was hard to get an appointment um, with him. But so my takeaway from that from that is that there are elements of it. I remember coming away being like, wow, there are things that he was able to connect me with. That there's some things that felt like he was fishing for mm-hmm. things, like or he was filling, like he that there was there is a connection. I left feeling like, okay, there is something out there and there is, there are people, there's no reason to think that there can't, can't be people who have, I mean, there are people, um, I know this is going to be shocking to you, but there are people that who are like a lot more intelligent than I am, no. right? Like <laughs> crazy, but you know, so are at a different level, even that we can see, right? So that right. we can tell there are different levels that we're just understanding things that I can't even fathom, but you could know they can't can fathom. So why can't there be people who are understanding things on a completely level that we can't fathom that, you, that there's no, uh, on a completely different level, right? right? So, I believe that. Um, so, and I, I firmly believe there are people that have some kind of, connection to it and like he was telling me things about him without knowing anything uh about him about his spirit and the type of a person and it was a sibling like there's things that he got that i was like wow and there were other things that i was like well it feels like he's fishing for trying to fill Mm -hmm. like the gaps because it's an hour and that he's not getting some of this stuff but some of the things and his personality types and and that some of the um the little things that he was saying about him that were so David and so not other people Mm -hmm. that were like so clearly my brother. Um, It just gave me a sense of hope that there is a, that there's a contact and that that's sort of just a, a wonderful feeling to be able to think, well, whatever's there, that there's going to be a connection. And I know Mm -hmm. from my father that made when he was dying was easier. It's like, okay, I'm going to lose all these people who I love so much, who I've had my life with, but there's his family waiting for him on the other side and he'll be able to reconnect with his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I, and I've also had connections in hard times where I just like feels have said, I, I felt this presence uh, there for me year, years ago when I was going through uh, some difficult uh, times. Um, so yeah, so I I believe that there is something there, and that's all it gave me was this sense that there is not that I don't want to be here, uh, but at some point when the time comes, that there is something. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. there is some connection, and I might be able to have even the hope that maybe there's someday that I'll be able to have some kind of connection with him again. Yeah, yeah. It's a I think that beautiful that, way to at least think, and who knows? There's I, no, you can't prove one way or the other, so you might as well uh, believe in whatever is going to bring you uh, some solace. That's what I loved about my dad, because and you know, you know how much we we loved him. Um, he would like something like that. He would he wouldn't he wouldn't poo poo it. He would just say, "Well, who is to say? Like, right. who is to say that that's not possible?" And I think, boy, that could be really comforting if you went to to a medium and that person said, hey, you know, your brother is telling you good job <laughs> or right. whatever, you know, that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, he got his name. He got like, and this, they don't know anything about you. And now, and this was before internet. I mean, they could, you could do so many more searches on like, so this was, this was in the eighties, this was 1988. So there was yeah. not really, now it would be that much more difficult to actually to believe. Kind of like, through, okay, like, it'd be yeah. so easy to get some background or find mm-hmm. stuff on the internet about, about people. This was before all that. We didn't even have cell phones, let alone computers to find. And the, the information he was able to piece together, some of it, uh, um, was 
mind-blowing. And then I would go back and listen. I was like, okay, well, this I could sort of understand, but this other piece, like how the heck did he mm -hmm. have that kind of specific, that was so specifically David and no one else that was like him. Yeah. So, I think the other thing that um, as we're talking, we're both like tearing up. I think mm -hmm. it's really important. I would say to people is that don't be afraid to show emotion. I mean, I've learned that a lot from you. Actually, Mark is much more of a crybaby originally than I was. <laughs> I was kind of a crybaby during like really moving movies and stuff like that. But I kind of was, I think, tougher and didn't want to show maybe that that vulnerability. And being with you for 20 years has really just now I'm just like a big mush pot. But um, I think that there's, I think in with grief, and when you see someone grieving and you're with somebody grieving, um, that again, holding that space for that to happen is is really important. So one thing I would say if anybody is grieving, let it all out. Like get on the floor, cry, mm -hmm. um, scream, whatever. Yeah, that's, I mean, part of it is like, don't block those uh, those, I mean, there's a time and place. You might, you're not going to be like in the, you know, the shopping center. And, and, and <laughs> Thank, you, but, Thank but, you, honey. And find but, somebody who's funny who will, right, in the so middle there's, of there's like, a time and place. Your sobbing in general, will make right. you laugh. So, yeah. um, uh, no, that's true. But right? the, the, so, the point but is like, be it's okay. okay because otherwise you are just shoving all that crap right. down. And it's and still it going to be there. It right? hurts. It, it hurts. It hurts. So you got to go. I think one thing is you, uh, having now, like it almost being, I guess, three months that since mm -hmm. my dad died, going through, it's still the acute phase, but it's much less raw. And I think that a lot of that is that I allowed myself to really, really drop into the, the, mm -hmm. the period of bereavement. And that will, I think that's probably it. The grief will remain, but the period of bereavement of, of, of saying, you know, being okay with the loss and moving through that loss. That's something you yeah. can move through. I think grief will, will stay. And express it and like it, my, I remember for like, you've been so eloquent in, in, in your writing. And I think that's, mm -hmm. you know, yes, you're sharing it with others, but I think that's obviously more Very, for you mm -hmm. than others. My dad was, I, I wrote music and uh, songs and some poetry. My dad wrote tons of poetry about my brother. Mm -hmm. uh, that was it's just for him, just to be able to get that out, to be able to get those thoughts that are going through your head, that voice that's going out um, in some form. And we all have different, different ways, but it's just being able to express in whatever's, whatever's true to, uh, to you so that you don't bottle it up because it's going to come yeah. out in some forms and it's a much healthier, uh, much healthier to, to, to let it out in, in a, and I would say some cultures, cultures are, are really good at that and some mm -hmm. are not. And I know like, so for instance, speaking of my dad, he grew up and he, um, his brother died when he was very young. My dad was only two and a half and his seven-year-old brother was drowned. And that was tragic. And, you know, part of it was maybe the time, but it was also, this was in the South and you just didn't want to talk about things that were hard. And mm -hmm. so they did, they did the opposite. They didn't talk about it at all. And that has its own, you know, hurt, hurt to it because it is such a tragedy to have any kind of loss, but that's a real loss, you know, a real tragic loss. But I, um, I, and I think no one wants to talk about a child dying either. So I think, but by not talking about it, by not processing it, by not doing all the kind of stuff that needs to mm -hmm. be done, um, they had a lot of 
wounds sure. there. And so again, we're not psychologists here, but just from our own experience, and I, I think that it's really important to express the grief and be totally fine with expressing it and saying, you know, I'm sad today and I just need to, I need a, you know, a hug or I need to be by myself or I need to take a walk in the woods, but be okay with all of those feelings. And then I think the other thing is if you are with someone or, um, that, you know, and this could be a per- anybody that's lost an animal, a, um, you know, a, a furry animal, a member of your family is incredibly heart-wrenching. And so I think that sometimes we feel like we have to kind of underplay that because it's like, oh, well, it's just a dog or a cat. But these are animals that are, you know, family members that are in our lives in a way that almost no other family member is. And so I think that um, be there for those people as well, because loss is loss and grief is grief. And just being a good um, person, a good friend a good human, we really should be there for each other right. and um, not not run away from grief because it's uncomfortable because it's going to hit us all in different time periods. Right. And it could be, I mean, some people with as far as animals, I mean, some people, it, it, there are people who have that have a really dramatic grief to that. And mm-hmm. there are others like when we've had some of our close animals, they've, it's been hard, but it's been short-lived mm-hmm. for 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 me, for Although our animals, new, but it's yeah, hand, right. Yeah. New, new, but it's it still like months. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, a, it's a, and I'm just I'm just saying yeah. it, it can be depending on the animal, depending on the person. It's again just being open, just being aware that that someone might be mm-hmm. doesn't not necessarily going to have a, a deep grief yes. for a long period, but but could, and it's just being open and checking in. Yeah, I checking think that in, that's absolutely. what I think we've all. Um, fortunately, we all are going to be we're going to be less the person grieving less time than we are going to be around people that we know who are. So it's yeah. like, it's more, more that is like, just be, be present, be aware and, um, and trying to give space mm-hmm. when you, you know, it's like what I try to do with you. Sometimes it just seems mm-hmm. like, okay, you need to space to sort of just do your thing. And it's going to, you're going to go through your, your phases and sometimes you need to talk and sometimes there might be anger and sometimes there just might be sadness and, you know, it's just, I it's think all that part of it. Yeah. It's all part of it. And there's no right or wrong. Right. So I think, Again, getting back to moving, it's just move through it. Don't just sit in it. You know, don't just, I mean, it's okay to feel it, but don't feel like it's just going to take over your life or that you have to ignore it or um, stuff it down. Like just move with it and move through it and get help. Get help if you need it and be be that person to offer solace as well. Mm-hmm. Any other last words of for grief? For grief, just... Love every day because you don't know when when you're not going to be able to express it anymore. So just share your love and and forgive. Mm. Love and forgive. I love that. I love that. Oh, I think that's a good place to end on. I would just say also that pain is going to happen and pain is worth it if there was love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, love big. I love you. Love you too, sweetie. All right. Love to all of you guys, especially if you are grieving. We're here for you. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 